Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. and thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. Today on the mic are Catherine, whose mission is to help others in their internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. Kathleen, her mission is to help women leaders to create clarity, calm, and connection after trauma. Sarah, whose mission is to educate peers and help entrepreneurs to become more effective leaders. And me, I'm Whitney. My mission is to help you do the work you love and love the work you do. Together, we are the Fab Five, even though one of us, Claudette, is not here today. And our collective mission is to empower you to move beyond what you believe you can move beyond. Our episode today is about accountability and boundaries, the treasures and the pitfalls. Why don't you set boundaries and hold people accountable in your relationships, whether those are personal or work? And we have the fabulous Sarah, who will be leading us on today's discussion. Sarah. So happy to be here with you beautiful ladies today. I can't wait to hear all of your fabulous knowledge in relation to this topic. Accountability, boundaries, the treasures, and pitfalls. What the heck are we going to be talking about today, ladies? A very intense and sometimes charged topic. Even just the word accountability or boundaries can be a trigger word. Depends on what it means to you and what you've had going on in your life in relation to those words. So I want to take out a little bit of the charge for the word accountability. How simple can accountability be? Accountability can be as simple as waking up, taking your first breath, and showing up for the day. So it doesn't have to be this, hey, were you on time? Or, hey, did you get your task list done today? Or, hey, did you get whatever done? It can be as simple as just showing up. And then boundaries. Boundaries can also be another one of those trigger words. Accountability and boundaries are different, believe it or not. Boundaries, imagine a container. A container that houses a series of things, events, or emotions that hold space for something to happen within that boundary. And again, a boundary can be, I get up and I brush my teeth because that's healthy for me. And that is what it takes for me to have healthy teeth. It doesn't have to be such a serious, serious topic. But let's be real honest. When we're talking about this topic, we are kind of talking about bigger things than drinking your lemon water in the morning and brushing your teeth or just waking up. These things come into play in our relationships, whether they're family relationships, whether they're intimate relationships, whether they're friendships, or whether they are work relationships. How about Even the people who show up at the grocery store to cash us out, they are accountable for showing up so we could go buy groceries so they can check us out. Right. So there are little things along the way during your day that create successes and they create the ability for us to move forward in life with a certain expectation and a certain comfort and certainty that we know when we go to the grocery store, they're going to be open. Right. And when they're not, we're fucking pissed. Oops, I dropped the F-bomb. Sorry, guys. Sleep. But either way, you know for sure if you went to your grocery store today and they weren't there and they were closed, we would be calling our friends like, what the heck is going on? Why is giant grocery store closed today? It's Monday, the 28th of February. They're not supposed to be closed. 
it can feel the same way in a friendship. It can feel the same way in a work relationship. It can feel the same way in your own relationship with yourself. Why aren't we showing up? Why aren't we putting boundaries around the things that we expect other people to do? And so I'd really like to open the floor today and understand a little bit more about what each of you think is the definition of accountability, a definition, your definition of boundaries, and then an example of where you've been able to grow in that part of your life. So, you know, I don't know if there's one of you that would like to start. I see Catherine leaning in. Catherine, what does accountability mean to you? What do boundaries mean to you? Because I think this is going to give our audience some real access to how we can all have a varied definition of just those two words. And then, you know, where is it showing up in your life and where are you growing in these areas? Oh, I just love this so much being here with my fab Bleaking five sisters. I, I, I welcome those little slip ups from time to time, Sarah. So thank Sorry, you guys. Keep it a little saucy here, lady. <laughs> Keep it a little saucy, spicy. But yeah, especially around the topic of accountability, boundaries, you know, being, you know, this just, this all just like my favorite A word alignment really screams at me around these topics and like being in alignment with ourselves, our soul, and then with the people around us, right? And how there's, I think this is a constant journey for all of us, for sure. And it certainly has been in my life, a beautiful journey that I'm always developing in. And this right now, right here, real time developing, I'm at my brother's house. We are able to do this beautiful podcast from anywhere because of the beautiful technology of the Zoom platform. And I'm at my brother's house because it was a a birthday weekend for me and my niece, my six-year-old niece. And I'm here with four little ones from 13 to age six. And let me tell you, we have boundaries and they are there's different levels of boundaries depending on who we are with, to, as you were mentioning, Sarah. And when you have four little ones that are like obsessed with you, and I, I'm so grateful for that, that you have like one just clinging and hanging off of, of everywhere. And, I, you know, I'm sleeping like a pretzel because they all want to be like, sleeping next to me and it's beautiful and it's such a gift, but like no boundaries are, are have been going on the last couple of days in my world. So this is a nice little, I'm like in a little corner, like in one of the rooms here in the house to like do this really quick. Cause I'm on auntie duty and it's truly, you know, it really, you know, just has me thinking about the boundaries that we have Because, you know, even as children, like I watch them and there's like no boundaries because there's four of them. They're all in each other's space. They're like arguing one minute, the next minute they're like getting along perfectly and doing an art thing together. And then the next minute. And so, you know, we start to learn boundaries and then there's like zero accountability if they get in a fight and one does one thing to the other it's like okay it's like always the other person's fault so I'm over here as auntie having fun but also trying to teach them some lessons on accountability and boundaries because they you know can be really chaotic at times with four of them so it's like we start to learn our boundaries we start to learn accountability super young in age, right? And then, you know, it sort of progresses on from there throughout our life. And it just like has me thinking about like how I have shifted so much in this area as well, particularly coming into, you know, wanting to just be the absolute like best leader possible. And that all starts with like, leading our lives because there was a time before where I would say I had very low boundaries. I certainly had a pleaser or still have, have and had, you know, a pleaser part of my personality. Many people in the coaching world talk about saboteurs. 
as something that we get and we learn young in life to help us cope with certain things, right? And for me, part of that was pleaser, being a pleaser type. And so now I get to like use that in my life where it serves me and then work with it because it's always screaming loud, particularly around uh, accountability and boundaries today, right? And before I would just let the pleaser sort of lead the way. So it was low boundaries and low low standard of accountability in my own relationships, right? And so now as where I am today, what I've relearned and gotten to learn about my pleaser and how that comes up in really creating avoidance around accountability, particularly in in my team and addressing things and things like that, where that actually is what I've learned and stepping more and more into getting comfortable with having accountability because it creates alignment, particularly in our teams and then with, with ourselves. So first it starts with, all right, owning and having accountability with me of there's always room to grow. There's always, and ownership is where it begins, right? Owning where we are, who we are. And then when we have teams and other people to lead, whether it's just our home, right? Or if it's in our business, we're all leaders at some parts of our lives, And accountability and boundaries that we set for ourselves and with our our teams is really a way to show love for ourselves and for other people. And so for me, it's like, think about what we've learned growing up on this. How is it working in our lives today? Like what's working and what's not? And just know with many of us, there's a pleaser that could be like, you know, always there and screaming that we get to work with around boundaries and accountability. I love that, Catherine. And as a leader in your own business and what you're growing, you are definitely showing up and you are growing your skills on a daily basis. What the heck does the word boundary mean to you? Yeah. So for me, a boundary is, it shows up differently in different areas. Okay. So in my personal life, intimate life, that would be an area where I would say previously my younger days, there was like, like low bound boundaries and standard for lower about certain things. Right. So like, you know, where I might put someone else's needs ahead of my own. And like I've shared before, you know, in my dating journey, the boundaries are going to be much higher in that, like, I know what I want like upfront and like today I will stand by that in a different way than when I was younger, right? Where I would low lower my boundaries or lower my rules around certain things. So, you know, I would say boundaries as I'm kind of talking through this, you can kind of create rules like I will always like show up in truth with a certain type of thing, right? So like I was dating somebody for a little bit and this, and I've shared this on the podcast. There was a situation where he was separated and I was, it just didn't feel like much movement there. And it was like, I did not feel comfortable like dating somebody that was like separated and there was no movement there. Whereas before I may have like hung in there a little bit longer, right? Whereas like, then it was like, no, I'm just not cool with this. And it's like, cool what he does or doesn't do, but I'm going to say, this is how I feel about this. And, you know, this part of my life, like I would say timing, timing boundaries for me, like with how long I will be in something that I'm still like feeling iffy about comes up often. And that would be an area, like a boundary for me around time of where, you know, I will address something a lot sooner, like in personal and in business relationships, actually, because I said a minute ago, I might do things differently in personal and business relationships, but I see that in business as well. Like with, with fit district, like hiring people, I would say I had a lower time boundary before with having the wrong person on for too long. And that can be very draining for a business in many, many ways you know, financially, energetically, time-wise, right? Where now it's like, I have a much, 
I have a boundary there. I'm clear where it's like, you know, it's like a couple months rather than like double that time. Right. With how I'm feeling. So, so I would say to, you know, it's a long sort of conversation around what is a boundary, but it's like, I would say rules or like tolerance levels in, you know, specific like scenarios. Sure. So decisions, real firm, you decided that, hey, somebody who's been separated for three years, maybe four years and hasn't made movement towards divorce is a boundary I'm not willing to accept in my relationships of intimate relationships moving forward. So an actual decision around what you're willing to accept and not accept. And then, so let's move that forward just a little bit more. Accountability. What is your definition of accountability? Yeah. Yeah. And real quick on the boundary thing, what came up for me as you were just talking, it's like really honoring how you're feeling in the moment, right? And that can create the boundary right then and there. Can It doesn't even like need to be like some rule always because I don't necessarily feel for me that works either because I believe in a lot of flexibility, but like, acting on a feeling where it may be easier to just like stay in and go with it or whatever. But, you know, for you, it just doesn't feel right. So honoring that accountability would be for me where there is with myself, first off, looking for where I am responsible for a certain outcome, right? Which is pretty much all outcomes in my life I take responsibility for. So for me, it's taking responsibility for my actions, my feelings, like owning it all, right? And all of the outcomes that I'm cr- creating, that there's always lessons in all the outcomes, regardless of, in my mind, if it's exactly what I wanted or not. So just for me, accountability is like total responsibility for me, what's happening in my life, what I'm feeling, all those things. And then accountability is also like if I'm in doing things with other people in a teaming situation, a relationship situation. And there's, you know, agreements that are happening, like on our team, for example, in our business, we all are making agreements all day. Who's doing what, when, by when, right? And so there's also accountability and responsibility that you have with other teammates as well. And that's in certain agreements and things like that that are happening. So accountable for ourselves and then for each other on our team. I love it. So accountability in, hey, for myself, these are my expectations of myself. And am I meeting that or am I not? It can sometimes just be as black and white as I am accountable to the agreement I made with myself and I'm meeting it or I'm not. And then with your team members, somebody said there was an agreement around they were going to do X, Y, Z by a certain date and being accountable to honoring that agreement. And if not, that creates an incongruence in accountability or an incongruence in what was agreed upon. And so I love that. And I love that, you know, in what I'm hearing from you, there is a lot of flexibility and there's a lot of love and there is a lot of ability to pivot and change. It doesn't have to be a story that is, you know, written in stone that you are trusting your guidance along the way. So it's absolutely beautiful, Kathleen. Thank you for your share today. Kathleen, tell us more. What does accountability and boundary mean? And then an example of what that looks like in your life. I think Catherine came around to exactly what I was going to say. Accountability to me actually means that I show up in the best way possible in every minute that I'm living. Meaning if I have agreed to doing something, then you, I do my best to follow through with that and know that if I agree to something and it's not in my highest and best, I will let them know that it's not in my highest and best. So I, I will verbalize what feels right for me. So that brings me to boundaries. Boundaries to me are not the hard lines. They're not like, okay, I'm you're in and they're out. It, it is really about the knowing what feels right for my soul, what's right in my and in my highest and best, and really acting on those situations. And I'll give you an example. We create patterns in our lives with our friends, with our coworkers, with our 
bosses or our co-creating partners, whoever they are. And that's all based on what you've known. And I have created a particular pattern in the past where I have either purchased my way into proving that I'm worthy of being a friend or I have overgiven. So it's really about overgiving to prove my worthiness, to be a friend, to be in an environment. I've talked about this in the past that, and some of those patterns have shown up again in the recent past where I was in a pattern of, of just continuing to overgive. And I started to feel the misalignment in my body. I started to feel the irritation, the stress, the heaviness, and the draining of my energy. So I became extremely tired. I was irritated and I didn't understand why. I was agitated. You know, like I could feel the the energy of just being out of alignment with how I normally feel because I was continuing a pattern that no longer worked for me. So for me, the boundary is not about saying you're no longer a part of my life. It's more about speaking up and saying what is working for me. Actually, first, checking in with myself to say what's off here, what's occurring, what is my part here, and how can I shift the pattern? And for so for me, I made a conscious choice of saying speaking up and asking for what I need, because that was shifting a pattern in our relationship. So it's not the other person's fault that I no longer like the pattern, you know, and they don't know the pattern has changed unless we verbalize what the pattern, what the changes are. So really honoring my authenticity is real to come back down to what boundaries are for me is honoring my authenticity and speaking my truth without judgment on myself or the the other person in any relational experience. So I don't want to go too far into the situation, but the fact is I actually have now set up in myself like what would feel good with this particular person from this point forward. And it's really articulating what would feel right for me with our relationship from the beginning, instead of being in the middle of it and finding myself repeating a pattern that doesn't work for me. Mm. And that feels good to me. And I and, and also by creating that knowing inside, I am not attached to how, how they receive it. Mm-hmm. I'm not attached to how they choose to, to receive that. What I am, am knowing is that I am honoring my soul's beingness in this world. And if I do that with kindness and compassion and love, if I come from a space of love, then they're responsible for their reaction or response. I am not. I love, love, love that, Kathleen, just coming from a space of love in that it's okay to set up what is needed on your behalf and a space of love and not being charged or looking to make them different or make them wrong, but in a space of this is, I'm loving myself and I'm loving you in this moment. And we can either create agreement or we can agree to not agree, right? And another part of all of that is accountability, is accountability to myself. Mm. Being accountable means you take responsibility. I take responsibility for setting up a pattern that no longer works for me. And I can't take responsibility if I don't articulate it. Yeah, right. And you don't have to say, this is no longer working for me. What you can say and share is like, you know what feels right for me from this point forward is that we go Dutch, that, you know, if you decide to go on a ski trip, that you understand that we'll be going out to dinner every night or, and that you budget enough for that. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work for you, then maybe you can, you might want to reconsider whether you go or not, you know, Absolutely. so you just really set up clear communication, I think is what the boundaries and accountability starts with. Yeah. And I'm really present to the fact that you and Catherine both mention 
that you're trusting your inner self. But what I want to add to that for the listener to hear is I know both of you intimately well, and you both have done the work to get past being the pleaser, to get past being the agreeable, uh, you know, I agree, I agree at my detriment. You need to ask yourself where you are in your own personal development and are you capable of trusting yourself in your intuition in that moment? Are you that mature in your journey? Because sometimes it might be just simpler to say right now until I do trust myself because I have a pattern that's not been trustable in the past is that I'm going to continue to grow. But in the meantime, set these realistic ideals that will work and won't work and they can always adjust. But yeah, I think they can clear on your growth. Yeah, I love that, Sarah. And I think the accountability there is that you recognize where you are and then take action to move forward in the best and healthiest way for you, which could mean you hire a coach, could mean that you you go and pay for a healing session, could be that you call up a friend and say, hey, listen, I need some accountability here. And how can you help me? This is what I need. Is there something that you could do to help me? Yeah, love it. Miss mm. Whitney, what's on your mind this morning? Definitions and experience. So interestingly enough, and, and well, probably not interestingly enough, is that we're very much in alignment, right? I mean, it's one of the beautiful things about where we are. There are always nuances, but I think for the most part, we're on the same on the same page about this. So, you know, accountability boils down to I think it was Catherine that said this, the word ownership and Kathleen mentioned responsibility, right? Taking responsibility for something, owning something, your behaviors, your thoughts, your patterns. And before you can hold other people accountable, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to be responsible yourself to the outcomes that you desire, that you're working towards. I don't want to repeat the things that they said. So there are a couple of things that I just want to add that would be helpful in terms of holding yourself accountable, holding others accountable, and then sort of, I would say, honoring boundaries. I see boundaries sort of in a nutshell as, rules or borders that they are movable. They can be adjustable as needed, but they provide some separation between your needs, what you need. And Kathleen talked about this, you know, things change. And so that separation may need to change and being aware, being self-aware being aware of how you're navigating your relationships and interacting with other people will say a lot towards how that sort of manifests itself. So I want to share an example and then, or a story from my life, and then share a couple of tips that I hope will be helpful in both holding yourself, other people accountable and honoring or protecting your boundaries. And again, boundaries is about protecting what's important. I see it as freedom. A lot of people see it as constriction, but I see it as freedom. And so when I put boundaries around things, it allows me to just be free with those things. But I have an example from work a few years back, and this is going to be an example of someone actually holding me accountable and honoring their boundaries rather than, I I think I typically tell my stories the other way around. So this is someone doing, doing this to me. So I had a coworker and I, I would say we were friends. It's certainly friendly in our work, but we were friends outside of work. And there was a situation where we were in a meeting and I made a joke. It was not intended to denigrate her or to sabotage her or be in any way sort of demeaning to her. 
But she took it that way. The joke, she took that way. And I, not in that moment in the meeting immediately, but soon thereafter knew something was going on between us because she was cold to me in ways that she hadn't been cold, sort of aloof and standoffish. And so I noticed it in me. I didn't say anything immediately. I just sort of, you know, was wondering what was going on. And then finally, one day I went into her office, you know, and sat down and said, you know, something's going on. You seem to be, you know, cold or, you know, not very communicative with me. And she, to her credit, told me what it was. I wish she had said something sooner, but she didn't. Maybe she needed to process it or figure out how to deal with it. I don't know. But at the point at which she told me what the problem was that I'd made this joke, I made her uncomfortable. She felt like it made her look bad in front of people that we worked with. I explained that was not my intent you know, sort of where my head was when I said what I said. And we talked it through. And so what she did was, and here are the things that I think are important, is that she communicated with me, which is one of the things that you have to do, whether it's about accountability or boundaries, you've got to communicate what it is you want and need. People, not mind readers. And if you don't communicate, they won't know. And so you've got to be clear as it relates to boundaries, clearly define what those boundaries are, what your expectations are. The same with accountability. Are you clear about what you're expecting from other people? If they don't know, then they can't do what you expect. And the same applies to you. Catherine talked about that we're all leaders. And one of the things that's extremely important in leadership, particularly self-leadership, is self-awareness. Awareness about how you're navigating the world and how you're interacting with people. So you have to own that. So you've got to be clear in what it is you're expecting, how it is you're defining what it is that you want. You've got to communicate it. You can't have it in your head of what it is you want and then not tell other people. And then you've got to be consistent because if you're not consistent, then people won't take you seriously. And you need to be consistent with yourself. And I think this was mentioned earlier about grace. And if it wasn't, then I'll say it because no episode of Beyond Your Best Plan is an episode of Beyond Your Best Plan without saying grace. So you've got to give yourself some grace. And if you're not holding something consistently, if you're not doing something consistently, don't berate yourself. Just you know, acknowledge it and do better. But it's important to be consistent because if you're not, then people don't won't take you seriously. And they won't know that what you mean is what you truly mean. So think think of boundaries. The thing that comes to mind to me a lot is saying no, but not saying no for the sake of saying no, saying no to protect, protect your health, your sanity, your time, your energy. There was conversation about energy earlier and be okay with letting people know, right? This may be uncomfortable, but you have to be okay with letting people know what it is you need. And as Kathleen said, if what you need changes, if the patterns of your life change, roll with it, be okay with it. And then say that what I need has changed. You'll communicate that and move forward with it. Whitney, that was so beautiful. And just on that note, I wanted to just, one of the things I wrote down that came to me and Whitney is so beautifully sharing it. We all have rules around certain things, right? And something someone said recently that helped me look at a rule that I had to what Whitney is saying. And my rule was around like loyalty, 
right? And like what it looks like to be loyal to somebody. And that it was actually as I dive deeper now from where I am today versus younger me, you know, it's like that was really a rule to like feed my pleaser, right? And and avoid like like my needs in the situation. And Whitney, like, you know, it was like, yes, like it was a rule around saying yes. And like now like a shift in perspective and in rule to create boundary is it can be a yes today. And then it can be a no later. Like it can be yes. And then no later. And it's okay. And it's, it's not being disloyal <laughs> to say yes. And then a no later. So thank you for that access, Whitney, and bringing that up. I want to just share that shift in rule and perspective for me that has recently personally happened to help create and honor boundaries. Mm, I love that. And you know what I'm hearing over and over is communication, communicate, communicate. This isn't about holding our thoughts in and then holding people to a standard that we expect of them. This is about sharing. It's about creating agreement. I have to, you know, just share too that I think I've gotten really good and probably real estate would be something that I attribute to helping me grow this muscle is creating the ability to create an agreement. I can create agreement. You agree and I agree that we're going to meet for coffee at this day at this time. What I haven't been so very good at is understanding within my relationships, especially my closer ones, especially where my heart is deeply involved, that when you break that boundary over and over and over again, instead of me allowing someone to break that boundary with me two or three times, I'm allowing someone in my close space to continue to break agreements times a thousand. And that's when it becomes damaging. It becomes damaging to possibly our personal relationship, possibly our friendship, possibly our work relationship. And I want to explain, I had someone say something to me last summer. He asked me to an event and I said, yes. And I pulled out my calendar and I looked really quick and I said, yes, I'll, I'll be there. And when I showed up, I didn't need reminding. I didn't need for someone to hold my hand to get there. When I showed up as a business professional in that environment, he was shocked. Shocked. And what he said to me was, this tells me how integrous you are. And I hadn't had anybody really relay it to me. He goes, you showed up. You said you were going to show up. Then you showed up. And now I believe that you are an integrous human being. That took our relationship like from a new relationship to catapulting it into a relationship that he now knows I'm accountable. I can be held accountable. And when I say I'm going to do something, I, I do my best to show up. And if I can't show up to your point, Kathleen, I'm going to let somebody know that, hey, unfortunately, it's not working today or tomorrow or this week or this month or this year for whatever reason. In truth, in truth. And not just excuse, but in the truth of the matter, continuing to maintain my integrity and accountability. And so we have to also pay attention to, yes, we're accountable to ourselves and we have our own self-boundaries and our own self-accountability, but how are we showing up for others and what does that mean to them? Because if we are being in If we're being out of alignment, out of integrity, and not holding ourselves accountable to the things we say we're going to do or the things we promise we're going to do, does that eventually mean people quit trusting us? Does that mean people quit relying on us? Does that mean people start feeling less about our relationship because maybe we were trying to please the group? by saying yes, but reality was we knew we couldn't. And so I was shocked. I didn't expect him to say that. I just showed up because I said I was going to show up. And that's what I, you know, really feel like 
is my responsibility in, the, in that relationship. And so today I feel like we've heard that boundaries can mean how you're showing up in the moment, how you're feeling in that moment, and what standard you want to set in that moment. Boundaries can look like containers and rules around. I kind of think of boundaries as what if we didn't have traffic laws? Sometimes laws create certainty and create safety and create an environment that's manageable and executable for everybody. Think about other countries like India. There's not any laws or very few laws around how to drive and it's very chaotic and loud and busy and who knows what's going to happen. Now, granted, greater skills can form from that too. We could talk about the other side of that coin of uncertainty and creativity that arises, but boundaries can mean that. Accountability can mean being accountable to yourself. Accountability can mean communication to the other person to create an agreement of what is going to happen and when. It can just be as simple as I agree to meet you on this call at 1.30 or I agree to show up for that massive project and do what I said I was going to do. So we, I love that this group was always looking inside of ourselves first for boundaries and looking inside of ourselves first for accountability because that shows the maturity of the conversation. We are not pointing fingers at others other than, for me, if, you, if I've allowed you to be unaccountable in my life, it's my fault for allowing it to go on so long if I get irritated about it. It's my responsibility to shorten these periods of how long I hold you accountable. Somebody even said, Sarah, you spoil people, spoil people by not holding them to their agreements sooner and letting it go so long. And then, and then I get real, I, let, I can let it go on for years, guys. Years is I have this bandwidth to let it go on. But it becomes so unhealthy and so toxic and so yucky that I end up wasting all this time around yuckiness and toxicity when really, if I just nipped it in the bud the first couple of months after the fourth or fifth or sixth break of agreement, then we can move on and never grow in that toxicity and never live in that space of uncomfortableness and upset because that's what it creates eventually for both parties when there's a lack of agreement formation falling apart on a regular basis. So I think it's a beautiful topic. I love, love, love you ladies because we're all turning inward and we're all growing. If you're thinking about raising your level of accountability and if you're thinking about raising the level of boundaries, the one thing that I heard as a common message was, First, start with yourself, grow, grow, grow. And then second, as far as accountability is create agreement. So it's communication. Boundaries and accountability come back to just communicating clearly what is the desired outcome and why. What are we all driving forward for? Why are we staying friends? Why are we staying coworkers? Why are we staying family even. So final, final, Whitney, Catherine, love to hear more from you on wrapping up this beautiful topic. So glad we got a chance to talk about it today. Yes, it was a beautiful topic. Thank you ladies for another just mind blowing. I have like two pages of notes and uh, conversations that I'll be having today and this week even that I took notes on. So Thank you. And, you know, uh, one shift in perspective and learning for me in building boundaries and accountability, because this is for me, it's just all about like alignment. I said that earlier and in our relationships and our teams and our personal life and all the different things that we're doing in our lives, roles we're playing, there's room for always realigning. Right. And that truly is a a conversation that ties into 
accountability and boundaries and alignment with ourselves, with other people is magical, right? And, and even like coming back into alignment in our relationships through accountability and boundaries and things is magical. And one thing to always keep in mind is if you're coming from love, you're coming from adding value, regardless of how challenging the conversation, you know, you're not responsible for other people's emotions and feelings. You're not responsible for that. And many of us, and myself included, this is one area where I've grown on a lot, you know, you know, where like taking on, taking responsibility, oh gosh, what is this other person going to say? How are they going to react? How's it going to be? Like that can be scary for many of us. And so for stepping into truth, that can be intimidating and keep us from having very important, beautiful conversations. So I would end in another just sort of shift in perspective that I'll share that's really served me. And that's coming from love, coming from heart and growth, putting that first. And then second, you're not responsible for the other person's feelings and emotion, number two, because that that can really create a block in the realignment or alignment processes with ourselves and with other people. So the, I will I will end in that beautiful piece of advice that has served me to share with all of you. Catherine, I just thank you for bringing that up. I think it's such an important part of today's conversation. We are not, and what you preface it with, don't delete this, was when you move forward with love and kindness and clear, you know, clear conversation, clear communication about something we cannot be responsible of how that is received or how it's not received. We can be responsible for how it's received. We've got to be sure about our message being clear. But we don't have to be responsible about how the person on the other side reacts. I think that's what you were saying more is yes. the reaction to what we say is not our responsibility. And just as you said, and we talked about it a little bit last week, is we really... That is what helped me move forward last week in a very difficult situation was not accepting responsibility for the reaction to Mm -hmm. my decision, to my boundary. So, yes, it's such a powerful reminder. And it, it almost, almost prevented me. I was so nervous about the reaction that it almost prevented me from taking action. And it was... It was a necessary action had to happen then, had to happen in that moment. But and with support and coaching, I was able to get past being worried about the reaction because the reaction was less than the, t- the behavior that was causing other bad reactions. So I, I thank you for bringing that up. It is absolutely valid and true. Yeah, and honor and completely honoring you for your courage of stepping into that space and that conversation when, you know, and I think as women, even more so as women, we, you know, we are nurturers, we're pleasers, you know, we all, we, I think as women, we're all really unified because I hear this time and time again, exactly. We step into the frame of like, how's this other person going to react? Are they going to get mad? Are they going to blow up? Is it going to be the same toxic thing? Like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we have that, I think as women naturally, anyway, always be playing. That's always a dance that yeah, I know for me, it will be a journey long dance. And the more you dance with it, the the better it gets, not taking that emotion on. So that's beautiful. And again, your courage is inspiring at Sarah to stepping into those conversations. Thank you. And I love that those, the, those thoughts that you had and appreciate Sarah, you sharing that your story and your experience. It's so important. I, and I think it just goes back. And this is sort of my final thought on this is it comes back to your point about the, it's about agreements, right? It's about agreements with ourselves that we have to honor with other people that we've got to communicate. And it's difficult 
to move forward with something that you are not in alignment with because it has such an impact on your energy. It has an impact on your on your spirit. And Kathleen talked about this, right? Doing what feels right for your best and highest and those that you're connected with. And so just realizing that it is about agreement with starting with yourself the responsibility, ownership, and then agreement with other people, and then sticking to that in the only way, the only way you can change what you're doing is by changing the agreement, right? It's not that you can't do something else. It's that you've got to go back and change the agreement. So you go back to the start have the conversations, get curious, do the work, change the agreement, then you can change the behavior. So I Mm. I just wanted to end with that. I love that, Whitney. And that's so powerful. And I commit to my Fab Five ladies and you, the audience, that my growth is going to come in and that I'm going to dig in a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper on my why. Why do I allow it to exist so long? What is it? Is it fear of rejection? Maybe it is. Is it fear of failure? It Maybe it is. That Maybe that is what I'm needing to dig in a little deeper. But I ask all of you all to find your space, find a way to grow within this topic. You know what you need most. And so I encourage you to take the opportunity to grow in the moment, just as I'm growing and Whitney's growing and beautiful Catherine is growing, Kathleen and Claudette. So thank you. Such an awesome conversation. We hope that you found it to be that way as well. If there is a comment that you have about this episode that you would like to share with us, we invite you to do so. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We invite your comments. If there are any topics that you would like for us to cover in the future, We would love to hear from you. Take the time to please rate and review our show. And we want to thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of our Fab Five experience and being part of the Beyond Your Best Plan family. So until next time, take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.